the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to the Todd Starnes Show, sponsored by Legacy Precious Metals. There's never been a better time to invest in precious metals. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's common sense conservative commentary from Todd Starnes. That's us. That's right. I love this American ride. And hello, everybody. Welcome to the Todd Starnes radio program. Happy to have you with us uh, today, folks. A lot going on. And I uh, want to give you a heads up. Uh, we're going through some phone issues today. So we have a new phone line uh, for you to call. And you're going to need, need need to write this number down uh, if you plan to call into the program today. And again, um, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926 if you uh, plan on calling into the program today. And uh, again, uh, folks, a, a lot happening. Uh, marches in Washington, D.C. at this hour. We understand tens of thousands of Jews are marching peacefully. Um, the pro-Palestinian mob, they are somewhere near uh, President uh, President Biden's uh, house in Delaware. It's it's pretty insane. So we've, uh, we're going to be checking in on that periodically throughout the program. We'll keep you updated. Also, a congressman, Ben Klein's going to be here, as well as Kimberly Guilfoyle and Monica Crowley. So we have a lot happening this hour of the program. Uh, look, last night, folks, I, I, I really am getting a little concerned now about our new House Speaker, Mike Johnson. And the guy had been a regular on the Todd Stearns program. We've had him on many, many times over the years. But he's gone radio silent now that he's hit the big leagues, now that he's the Speaker of the House. And uh, we're not getting any we're not getting any feedback. We're not getting any intel from the Speaker's office. And I think that may be the problem, is that instead of listening to uh, folks who are going to steer him in the right direction, he's listening to the uh, sycophants. And there are a lot of them on the conservative side. I know that might be hard for some of you to, to, to hear, but uh, that's that's the situation we're dealing with. So uh, a lot going on, and um, we're going to break it all down for you. Last night, of course, you had the Alejandro Mayorkas impeachment vote. And things did not go well. Eight Republicans voted with Democrats and it effectively killed Marjorie Taylor Greene's vote. So the Republican Party is now the party of open borders. And I don't know about you, but I think there you, you reach a point where you say, what is the point of all of this? What is the point of supporting the Republican Party? What is the point of 
getting out there and giving money and donating money to Republican lawmakers when they're going to turn around and they're going to screw you. And that's what's happened every single time. At least with the Democrats, they're not screwing you because the Democrats deliver on every single one of their campaign promises, every single one. You can rely on them. But the Republicans, it's a crap show. You never know what you're going to get. You never know. Now, a couple of things you need to know about Speaker Johnson. Number one, he promised that he would be cutting spending. Number two, he promised to release the J6 tapes. Number three, he promised to move forward on the impeachment proceedings. So far, and we're, what, three and a half weeks into all of this, and he has yet to do any of that. A lot, of, a lot of conservatives up on Capitol Hill are getting very nervous, and many of them are wondering what's happened. What happened to reliable Mike Johnson? And by the way, if you, if you have any doubt that, uh, Mayork, that, um, that Mike Johnson is uh, not doing the right thing, if you have any doubt in, in that at all, just understand that Chuck Schumer took to the floor of the Senate And he said, God bless you, Speaker Johnson, cut number 12. I've said on multiple occasions that if we're going to work together to keep the government open, Speaker Johnson will have to avoid pushing steep cuts or poison pills that Democrats can't support. For now, I am pleased that Speaker Johnson seems to be moving in our direction by advancing a CR that does not include the highly partisan cuts that Democrats have warned against. The Speaker's proposal is far from perfect, but the most important thing is that it refrains from making steep cuts while also extending funding for defense in the second tranche of bills in February, not the first in January. Today, the House Rules Committee will take up the Speaker's bill, and that will give us the first indication of how committed Republicans are to keeping the government open. The next few days will tell all in the House, and I hope the Speaker does not buckle to the loud voices on his hard right flank to add partisan cuts as the price for keeping the government open. All right, there you go. So Chuck Schumer's all in with Speaker Johnson. That's a problem. That's a big problem. So the Speaker was on Newsmax last night uh, talking to Greta. Uh, Here's what he had to say uh, on impeaching Mayorkas, cut number 11. Secretary of Homeland Security, my August, um, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene has introduced a resolution to have him impeached. She did it as well, and I think in May. Um, is he going? Is he going to stay in his job? Do you think? We'll see. I mean, I have been on record many times. I served on the House Judiciary Committee. We have oversight over his department. He's been in front of me under oath on multiple occasions. I've been very clear with him. I told him the last time he was before us, which is probably two or three months ago, that I said, I'm not actually sure what you do at the Department of Homeland Security other than great harm. I believe he's done it since the day he walked in the door. And and I believe those probably are impeachable offenses. Um, There's a deliberate process. There's a a due process that goes goes along with this. Um, Next to a declaration of war, impeachment is arguably one of the heaviest powers that the House has. And so we have to do it in the right manner. But um, the, the evidence that's built up against Mayorkas is so complete. I think he's probably one of the worst cabinet secretaries on the evidence, objectively speaking, in the history of the country. Um, he's opened the border by intentional policy decisions and all the terrible societal ills that come from that. So um, our, our Homeland Security Committee has done a very deliberate, drawn-up process, building the record, building the evidence. 
It is a five-phase process. They're in the fifth phase right now. And so it, we'll have to figure out how all this fits into the sequence. But um, I understand the angst of our members. I, I share it myself. And the American people really want something done on that border. And, and this is an important gesture. All right. And guess what, ladies? So that was yesterday afternoon. And so then last night, when they actually had the opportunity to do something about that, guess what happened? The Republicans bolted. And you have to blame the House Speaker because his job is to wrangle the votes. His job is to lead the charge. And it didn't happen. Folks, I'm just telling you, something is not right here. And it's there is something off about all of this. By the way, uh, Congressman Matt Gates talking about the J6 tapes that have yet to be released. And by the way, what is so difficult about releasing the tapes? Here you go, folks. Here they are. It takes all of, what, 10 seconds. Cut number eight. Before you go, Congressman, what is your red line for the current speaker? Is there anything that he can do that would cause him to lose your confidence? He's got to release the January 6th tapes. He said that'll be coming out in tranches. I know him to be a man of his word. I expect him to do that. It was the only promise he made uh, other than uh, a desire to get back to our single subject spending bills. And uh, he's got to do that. And I think he will. Also, we already saw the subpoena go out to the to Hunter Biden and also one to Frank Biden. So I think that shows a more rigorous commitment to our oversight agenda than we ever had under Kevin McCarthy. Hmm. We'll see. Cut number nine. Impeachment. One of the other issues, impeachment, of course, is President Biden. But we're coming up on an election, and the American people will get to vote on that, yay or nay. Um, are you in favor of going forward on that? I know that you want the process to play out. Yeah, I mean, impeaching a president is the nuclear option, and and I, I lamented so greatly when the Democrats during the Trump administration abused the process and they opened this Pandora's box. It was a terrible development. I said a thousand times on video that that was the case. I was on the impeachment defense team twice for President Trump, and I thought it was so outrageous what they did. So what under our leadership, under the House Republican leadership, what we've done is the way it's supposed to be done. It's a slow, deliberate process where you uncover the evidence and then you follow the truth where it leads. And that's what we've done. I think our chairman of the committees of jurisdiction and oversight, uh, Comer and Judiciary, Jordan, and in Ways and Means, Jason Smith, They've done an extraordinary job, and um, that evidence has built up, and it is substantial. We know that the president has lied about his knowledge of his family's shell companies, getting millions of dollars from foreign adversaries. The list goes on and on. There's a couple of dots left to connect, but I think the subpoenas you've seen have gone out now uh, to the Biden family themselves, and I think we'll get that remaining evidence, and then we'll have to sit and evaluate and follow the truth where it leads, because we have a constitutional responsibility to do that. It's not whether I think it's politically advantageous or not. We have to do our duty under the Constitution. Okay, I'm just going to call BS on all of this, folks. And it's a it's a bunch of grade A fertilizer that just got shoved through our television screens um, coming uh, from from the Speaker of the House here. What he just told you is there's not going to be an impeachment proceeding. Folks, they have had two years two years to investigate, two years. So why are we sending the Republicans back to Congress? And in all seriousness, just think about this for a moment. Are the only reason are the only reason we're electing Republicans is it to to investigate Democrats? Is that is that what the House of Representatives has become now? Because they're not getting anywhere. They're not getting anywhere. Do you really think that they're going to bring impeachment proceedings anytime with between now and election day? Oh, no, it's not going to happen. It's just not going to happen. 
And it's time for the Republicans to at least be honest and open with us about all of this. But they're not going to do it because they think that you folks are going to keep sending them money, that you folks are going to keep sending them checks and saying, well, we've got to impeach Biden, but I've got to have money, and you send the checks in. I mean, how many times have we been down this path? Folks, for six years now, the Republicans have been saying, we're going to get the Democrats. We're going to get the Democrats. We've got the goods. We have the smoking guns. People are going to jail. Nobody's gone to jail except Republicans, except conservatives. Nobody's gotten in trouble except for Republicans, except for conservatives. So I'm just saying here that we're heading down this path once again, and I can see I can see this happening, that voters go to the polls in November, and they elect Donald Trump, and that's it. That's it. I think many of you, I believe, are done with the Republicans on Capitol Hill right now. Maybe, maybe I'm, I'm not reading the room right here, but I don't think so. We've been down this path far too many times. And, folks, I don't spew talking points on this program. I do not. And I know it angers a lot of folks up on Capitol Hill on the Republican side, but we just call balls and strikes here. That's what we do on this program. All right, we got to take a break here. 844-747-8868. I will say this, that, that Mike Johnson and his crew are going to start hurting Donald Trump either intentionally or unintentionally in the polls if they are not careful here. 844-747-8868. I just gave you my 800 number. Let's try this again. That number is not working right now. We're switching over phone systems. Uh, goodbye, Comcast. That's all I can tell you there. But our telephone number, 901-260-5926. My apologies. 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Starn Show. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and I want to tell you why I started taking Calitrin a few months ago. Now, many people start because of weight loss, but the side benefits are just as good, if not better. That's because Calitrin promotes better sleep, more energy, and less joint pain, all because it provides the most necessary protein in the human body, collagen. Calitrin brand contains proprietary enzymes to make it easy to digest. Here's Elizabeth from Calitrin with more. Hey, that's right. You know, it's got a huge 86% success rate with our 90-day program of Calitrin. So you give it time to work, you're going to look better and feel better with this product. And like Todd said, experience those side benefits too. Now, all the information is on our website, toploss.com. So you can go on there. That's toploss.com or call us 1-833-TOP-LOSS. All right. Thanks, Elizabeth. I love Calitrin and you will too. Call 1-800-TOP-LOSS or go to toploss.com. 1-800-TOP-LOSS or toploss.com. Use discount code Todd to get your special discount. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show, 901-260-5926, our number. That's 901-260-5926. Let's go to the phone lines. Webb in Maine, listening to us on WLOB. Hi, Webb. What's on your mind today? Uh, Hi, Todd. Um, Obviously, the Republicans are part of the unit party now, so something has to happen. It's called this. We have to declare a new party, or short of that, everybody 
changed their designation to independents who are Republicans now and vote for Mr. Trump. Because what's happening now is just the same old thing, and it will keep happening because they're all in each other's pockets. Webb, Webb, yesterday there was uh, there was a big report out. Uh, Ronna Romney McDaniel, the the RNC chairperson and Mitt Romney's niece, had been out there telling people that Trump had threatened privately to bolt the Republican Party and run as a third party candidate and destroy the the GOP. Which, quite frankly, I believe he should have done, and I believe it would have resulted in that. I think it would have been the end of the Republican Party. But Trump, in, in an interview, said, no, that that never happened. That's just simply not true, which, again, goes back to this notion that the Republican Party is not Donald Trump's friend, and the Republican Party is not the friend of conservatives. And if they don't want to do what we send them to Washington to do, Webb, I'm with you. Maybe we should look at starting some sort of a third party. Well, look at this, Todd. Even if somebody came out and threatened it and things started to move that way, do you think that might shake them up enough to get back in line? I don't think so. I, I really don't. No. I, I, I really don't. I keep, don't Webb, keep in mind that the only reason that Republicans won in 1980, going all the way back to that 1980 race between Ronald mm-hmm. Reagan and Jimmy Carter, the only reason is because Reagan formed a coalition of evangelical voters. Uh, They called it at the time the moral majority, and it was founded by Jerry Falwell Sr., Dr. Falwell Sr., and Pat Robertson. And, And that's what propelled the Republicans to victory. But let me say this. There is deep, deep hatred and animosity towards evangelical voters within the establishment wing of the party. So they don't like all of us newcomers. They don't like the big tent that Ronald Reagan preached about and that, by the way, that big tent actually gave him the White House. But the Republicans, they don't want the big tent. They want to be the party of the country club, and they want to be the party of the wealthy elites. Well, just quickly, Todd, also, isn't there anything we can do if states are threatened and the government is not doing its job keeping out the illegals, the states can take the initiative? Is there anything in precedent to let that happen? Well, it's in the Constitution, so we do have the clause uh, that would that that would allow states to intervene if the federal government does not step in and protect them. And by the way, the Constitution is very clear about this in the event of an invasion. And it's very clear to me what's happened. I think they're def- trying to determine what is the definition of invasion. Well, it seems to me that when you've got 8 million people who do not belong here crossing your border uh, without our permission, that to me is an invasion. And if it's not, I don't know what it, what else to call it. And couldn't they stand on that in court? No doubt about it. No doubt about it. As a, as a matter of fact, and th- this is uh, it's under Article 4 of the Constitution where the United States guarantees every state in the union, a Republican form of government, and shall protect each of them against invasion, period. So there it is. I mean, it's black and white, just like, but again, so is our Second Amendment rights, and you see what they're doing with that. 
All right, Webb, we've got to run. Appreciate the call, though. 901-260-5926, our number. That's 901-260-5926. Give us a call. This is The Todd Stern Show. Legacy Precious Metals has a revolutionary new online platform that allows you to invest in real gold and silver online. Hi, this is Todd Starnes, and in just a few easy steps, you can open an account online, select your metals of choice, and choose to have them stored in a vault or shipped to your door. You'll have access to a dashboard where you can track your portfolio growth in real time, anytime. And you'll see transparent pricing on every coin and bar. This puts you in complete control of your money. The platform is free to sign up for. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com and open your account and see this new investing platform for yourself. Gold hedges against inflation and against a volatile stock market. A true diversified portfolio isn't just more stocks and bonds, but different asset classes. And this new platform allows you to make investments in gold and silver, no matter how small or large, with a few clicks. Visit LegacyPMInvestments.com to get started. That's LegacyPMInvestments.com or call 866-649-0304. That number again, 866-649-0304, and start investing today. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. Good to have you with us today, folks. Again, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. I've got to play this crazy audio from Congressman Tim Burchett, who claims that Kevin McCarthy hit him from behind. Take a listen to Cut 23. Explain to us what happened with you and Kevin McCarthy. Well, I was doing an interview um, with um, Claudia from NPR, uh, a lovely lady, and she was asking me a question. And and at that time, I uh, got elbowed in the back. And it kind of caught me off guard because it was a clean shot to the kidneys. And I turned back, and there was there was Kevin, and um, and I, I for a minute I was kind of what the heck just happened. And then I, um, you know, I, I chased after him. Of course, he's a as I've stated many times, he's a he's a bully with seventeen million dollars in a security detail. You know, he's the type of guy that when you're a kid would throw a rock over the fence and run home and hide behind his mama's skirt. And he just, you know, he he. Uh, from behind that kind of stuff it you know that's not the way we handle things in east tennessee we, we if we have a problem with somebody i'm gonna look him in the eye and, and talk to him okay so he walked down the hallway hit you in his elbow with his elbow yeah you, you then, can you can go on claudia's twitter account it it, it pretty much um her ex account it, right. it, it, it's it's very accurate but, okay so then just explain so you chased him what, what do you mean you chased well, him? i just ran after him i was like what the heck you know why'd you do that you know because it was a uh, like I said, it, if you ever been hit in the kidneys, it's a little little different. You don't have to hit very hard to cause a little bit of pain, a lot of pain, and and so I and he just, of course, um, as he always did, does he just uh, denies it or uh, blames somebody else or something, you know? And it was just a little heated, but I just backed off because there wasn't any. I saw no reason. I wasn't gaining anything from it, Wait, and then so everybody saw it, so it didn't really matter. But he responded to you. Yeah, yeah, he just acted like, you know, what are you talking about? You know, who are you to, you know, that kind of thing. And it's just, you know, I think that's that's symptomatic of the problems that he's had in his 
short tenure as speaker. And were you face to face when you had this interaction? Yeah, yeah but there's security detail, and I get it. They had to, they were doing their job, so it wasn't exactly like he didn't he wouldn't turn around and face me. He he kept scurrying, trying to keep people between me and him. And then so- all right, there you go. Uh, so wow, I don't know what else to say, but wow. So so look, here's the deal, folks. If you are a grown man, and I'm just, you know what, you folks in other parts of the country, just hang tight for a second. If you are a Southern man and you are representing a congressional district from the Southern states, and you've got somebody like Kevin McCarthy who takes a cheap shot at you from behind, you have an obligation to your voters to make sure that you deliver a message, a response to the bridge of that person's nose why in the world this is ridiculous i mean kevin mccarthy actually went out there and punched tim burchett then congressman burchett has a responsibility and dare i say a constitutional responsibility and a manhood responsibility to turn around and either give that guy a black eye or a broken nose right i mean you're not out there starting anything It just seems to me that's the appropriate thing to do. 901-260-5926. Do you agree or disagree here? I mean, if if somebody's coming up to you and is going to take a cheap shot and hit you in your kidneys and then turn around and walk away, what would you do? 901-260-5926. This is the craziest. What is going on in Washington, ladies and gentlemen? What is (laughs) going on? You can't make this... You can't make this up. You just can't make it up. All right. Uh, (laughs) I've got to give you an update uh, on a story we told you about yesterday. So now the situation in Memphis has gone national. Uh, A lot of the uh, national news agencies now reporting on the insane crime uh, here in in Memphis and the Mid-South, which is what we call the uh, Mississippi, uh, Tennessee, Arkansas area. And people are really shocked by all of this. That they don't know they don't know what to say. And I mean, it is jaw dropping when you see what happened uh, over the weekend. Uh, and then I'm going to get to um, what happened last night. Uh, this is our mayor, who's a Democrat. Cut number two. Um, because the court system is weak, and there's little repercussions for uh, gun violence. There's, first of all, there's way too many guns out there. And the law does not punish the wrongful use of those guns enough. But what about policing? Where are the officers? You're walking down downtown, and the one last week well, on the, South the Main number Street. Number of police officers have been doubled. But still, I mean, we don't have enough police officers to put on every corner. Mm-hmm. But the number of police there's more police officers per um, square block in downtown than any other part of the city. And this is still happening. I know, it's awful. But we need a court. We need that we need the message from 201 Poplar and Juvenile Court to be clear. If you break the law, there will be consequences. What is the message you're hearing from 201 Poplar and Juvenile Court? I know know you can't answer questions, but what is that message? I ask the public, what is the message you hear? I think the public hears nothing. There's no consequences, and that's what these criminals hear. And that's why it keeps going on and on and on. So we have a district attorney here who's a George Soros guy. His name is Steve Mulroy. 
And this guy used to be a law professor before he got elected. So the voters actually said here in Memphis, we want a district attorney who is soft on crime. That's what the voters in Memphis wanted. But now they're realizing, oh, wait a second. That means the criminals could be coming after us, too. And they are. So last night, and as horrible as this story I'm about to share with you is, this is really symbolic of what's happening here. Everything in Memphis is about race. Every single thing. Everything. It's about race. Everything. If you, if you are not a if you are not um, black, then you will not be elected to office. If you are not a Democrat, you will not be elected to office. I know that's crazy, but that's the way things are here. As a matter of fact, many of the campaign posters, literally, it will just have the person's face, a photo of the person's face, and whether or not they are Democrat beneath them. I mean, that's what's happening here in Memphis. It's really crazy, but that's the way it is. So this is why you probably won't hear about this part of the story. But there was a a gentleman uh, who came to this country from Russia, uh, wanted to go to school, wanted to be a doctor. And he found his way to, um, after going to school in New Jersey and New York, uh, he was doing his postdoctoral work at St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. Very noble thing. And he was out in a very affluent part of downtown Memphis. Uh, he was out with his wife, 32 years old, by the way, young guy. 32 years old, in the prime of his life, he was he was helping kids with cancer. I mean, I really, I mean, it's a noble thing this this guy was doing. He was out with his his wife, and they have a little baby, and they were in a very exclusive part of downtown Memphis, and two two black thugs show up. And by the way, on this program, we believe in white thugs and black thugs. There's nothing racist about it, and if you think there is something racist about that, then shame on you. You're an idiot. Two black thugs come up with guns and they rob, they rob the family. And then they, they murdered this man in cold blood in front of his wife and child. This is, this is real life here in Memphis. I wish it wasn't like that, but that's real life. And I will say this. Um, had this guy been a black guy and had he been shot by the cops, you'd have people marching in the streets. Buildings would be burning down. Every activist attorney in the planet would be here. I mean, it would be wall-to-wall news coverage. But it's a white guy. It's a white guy. A very well-educated white guy, probably probably well-off, too. I mean, you know, he's a doctor, makes good money. And those kinds of lives don't matter in Memphis anymore. Those, those lives don't really matter to anybody anymore. But they ought to. But this is the reality of the country we live in, not just the city, but the country we live in, where some lives just simply do not matter. And that's got to change. And I don't know what it's going to take in Memphis. I mean, you look at the national news coverage from the the wildings that happened over the weekend where you had a gang of 40, 40 men and boys, thugs and thuglings, and those are the underage thugs, um, and they're out there and they're rampaging through stores 
they terrorized, and they're terrorists. That's what these people are. They're domestic terrorists, and they're terrorizing the city. But nobody wants to do anything about it because for people to do something about it, and this is the bottom line when it comes to Memphis, for people to do something about the violence, they would be called racist. And folks, hear me on this. These white liberals, they would rather live in a war zone, and they would rather their own family members be gunned down in the streets than be called a racist. And this is the reality of it. It is ugly. And I, you know, there's no, we can whitewash over it, but this is the cold hard truth. Coming to a city near you, God forbid you keep electing people based on political party. It's a mess here. It really is. And my recommendation, if you're going on vacation, do not come here. Far too many reports, and they don't want to talk about this, but I feel it's my obligation. A lot of people coming here on vacation, they park their cars, and they when they go to when they go to get back in their car after the vacation, there is no car or it's been broken into. Over thirteen thousand cars stolen or carjacked so far this year. Over thirteen thousand. But I'm telling you, if you're driving through, do not stop for gas or get anything to eat in Memphis. You keep on going. You keep driving on I-40 or you keep going south to Mississippi. When you cross the state line, you're safe. That's the safe zone. But Memphis right now is a hot zone. And I wouldn't wish it on anybody, but we owe it to the rest of the country to say, do not come here because, honestly, you may be better off in Gaza City right now than you would be in Memphis, Tennessee. It is that dangerous here, folks. It's unreal. All right, we got to take a break. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stern Show. MyPillow is celebrating its 20-year anniversary with over 80 million MyPillows sold. Mike Lindell at MyPillow wants to thank each and every one of you by giving you the lowest price in the history of MyPillow. You're going to get their queen-size MyPillow for $19.98, regular price $69.98, and just $10 more, you're going to be able to get a king-size pillow. You're going to receive deep discounts on all MyPillow products like bed sheets, mattress toppers, pet beds, mattresses, my slippers, and so much more. This is the time to try out some of their other amazing amazing products you've had your eye on. Go to MyPillow.com slash Starns. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns to get this amazing offer of the queen size MyPillow for $19.98 or call 1-800-839-8506. The offer comes with a 10-year warranty and a 60-day money-back guarantee. That's MyPillow.com slash Starns. Use the promo code Starns or call 800-839-8506, promo code Starns. everybody uh, good to have you with us by the way our number uh today we're switching we're in the process of switching over all of our phone systems so bear with us our call-in number today 901-260-5926 that's 901-260-5926 let's go to jackson tennessee rich is listening to us on wtjs hi rich what you got for us how you doing Todd? all right rich what's on your mind Oh, um, I was telling your uh, screener there that this morning uh, I brought this whole thing up, Memphis. Uh, 
on the radio here, local talk. I love they're great here. Don't get me wrong. And then I, when I called in, I said I don't want to hear my own voice uh, on here. Meaning, I'm meaning that we're actually talking about all this, the same as we're talking about all of what's going on in our education and what they're saying and doing towards the Jews. But I grew up in Memphis a lot of, of my growing up. I live in Jackson. I was telling your screener, I uh, Memphis is a basket case. Uh, yeah, you can cross from Mississippi, but when I listen to your radio, there sure is a lot going on in a place like Hernando or DeSoto or whatever. I'll get to the point. Yeah, well, let's get to it because we're running out of time here, no, Rich. I'm not going to do it. I have too much to share, and if that's all you got, I'm not going to do it. I need one more minute. Rich, all right, you got 60 seconds. Go for it. Come on now. The administration in Memphis, I would be ashamed to be black, whether it's Memphis or on the national level. My father was at, in 1968, my father went to Memphis. At, at one point, my father was head of the uh, Tennessee Commission on Civil Rights, a lifelong Republican who was appointed by Kennedy. We were there. I was in the thick of it. I saw burning buildings the next morning in my own hometown, 68. My point being, you're right, Todd. The people running Memphis, it's 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 uh not going to ever be fixed. It's over with. It's uh, well, I hope not. I mean, I I mean, I'm hoping that we you know people will come to their senses. But I mean, here's here's what needs to happen, Rich. In my estimation, is that parents need to start parenting, and you need a mom and a dad in that household, and and men in the Memphis area and all across America need to stand up. And, and start laying down the law. We are raising animals. That's what's happening. These kids are not being taught right from wrong. They're not being taught with any sense of morality. And, and that's that's the problem we've got here. You know, the new mayor coming in says, well, only 1% of the population is terrorizing the rest of us. All right, well, that's 14,000 people. Rich, that's a whole heck of a lot of people out there. Oh, Rich hung up. All right, but but to Rich's point, we have got to, and and he may be right. He it may be hopeless, just like what's happening in San Francisco right now. What what's happening in New York City? But things got really bad in New York City, and what happened? Rudy Giuliani got elected. Rudy Giuliani, tough on crime, and they started a crackdown and turned that city into a world class city. That was a Republican, Rudy Giuliani, who did that. And maybe that's what it's going to take, is that we we have got to start electing these Republicans who at least, at least the Republicans are still tough on crime. At least we can still count on, we can count on the Republicans for that. Everything else, not a chance. Republicans, the Democrats are, are more fiscally conservative right now in Congress than the Republicans are. It just stuns me to have to say that, but it really is It really is true. All right, coming up, folks, uh, we've got some great guests. Uh, Kimberly Guilfoyle is going to be here, also Congressman Ben Klein, and we hope to get the lowdown on what happened on that vote last night, uh, as well as the continuing resolution. 
Riley Neeson is going to uh, drop by, has some things to say about uh, the 2024 race and young voters. And Monica Crowley is going to be here. So a lot happening here on the program. In the meantime, I want to encourage you to head over to our website. And uh, folks, we've been working super hard uh, to bring you original content. And you'll be able to check all of that out at ToddStarns.com. Also, uh, be sure to check out our Todd Starn Show store. You know, Christmas right around the corner, and now is a great time to go out there and get yourself a great gift for a conservative loved one. And we have all sorts of wonderful products for you to check out, including all of my books. And there's nothing better than giving someone a combo gift, our daily biscuit devotions with a draw, and then a blessed, not bitter coffee mug. It really does make a fun gift uh, for the conservative in your life. All right, folks, stick around. We've got a whole heck of a lot more coming your way, including your calls. Write this number down, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is The Todd Stern Show. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-702-5400. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in... Anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now. 800-702-5400. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now. 800-702-5400. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's conservative blowtorch. That's us, that's right, I love this American ride. Todd Starnes. Oh yeah. And hello America, welcome to the Todd Starnes Radio Show, happy to have you with us, hour two. And before I get to, to Gay Green Lantern I, and a couple of crazy stories, I um, and I've got something to say to all of you you white people out there i want to go to uh the phone lines charles in statesville north carolina has been holding on for a while charles thanks for doing that what's on your mind hey todd todd i just had an interesting conversation with congressman patrick McHenry's office in washington that i want to tell you about he was one of the eight last night that voted not to impeach my orcas he was one of the 20 last week Republicans that voted to give the FBI an additional $300 million funding for the new building. And as you know, he was the co-architect with Kevin McCarthy to raise the uh, to do the uh, raise the debt limit a few months ago. So I called his office and I got his representative uh, on the line and I asked her why somebody like Congressman McHenry 
who for years has campaigned and being against illegal immigration, all the drugs, all the crime, everything. Why somebody like him, that when he finally has an opportunity to impeach the man that is chiefly responsible, you know, for for violating his oath and allowing and facilitating an invasion and occupation of this country, why he voted not to impeach? I'm curious. What did he say? What did they say? Well, so this is what she told me. She said, you know, the Democrats are always playing the impeachment games when Republicans do something wrong. That's always like the first thing they want to do. And, you know, the congressman just doesn't think that we need to be doing the tit for tat. And I said, so I agree with that, but we have evidence. Ten million people coming across this border. We have all the fentanyl, all the crime, all the, the cartels, everything. And when he has a chance, he votes not to impeach the guy. And then she said, well, you know, we just can't get it across the finish line. The Democrats control the Senate and the White House, and there's just no way that we're going to get uh, Mayorkas convicted. And I said, you know what? It's not a matter of conviction. It's a matter of standing up for what you believe in. And so then I referenced the FBI last week, and I came on with all my facts, trust me. And then I referenced the, you know, the, the debt bill a few months ago and just how he's just been a continual disappointment. And in the end, Todd, all I got was crickets. There was, there was nothing that she could say. But this is what our elected Republican representatives, I suspect the other seven, are the same way if anybody's called them. And I hope somebody from McHenry's office is listening to this conversation right now and calls in and calls into your show. Well, we're going to reach out to them, and I want to get them on the program to explain themselves. Um, but I And I'm glad at least somebody in his office was honest with you because, Charles, what you have to do is you got to – and you're a smart guy. You know you've got to read between the lines here. And the, the reality is there will not be impeachments. They're not going to go down that path. They're, they're not going to do one thing. They, nope. For whatever reason, they would just rather fold up tent and, and not – not take a stand uh just like you know what's going on right now with this uh continuing resolution and you know i told her i said you know the best thing that could happen right now i've given uh, the, the patrick McHenry. i've given him time i've given him money i've given him my vote but no more right now the best thing that could happen is he needs to be primaried absolutely uh preferably with someone who doesn't wear a bow tie I, exactly i'm just I'll saying just say for what it's worth that that person may Todd, uh may down the road be me so just keep that in mind all right well let let us know because we've got to get right thinking people in there and clearly mchenry's not one of them charles appreciate that call by the way here are the republicans who voted against the resolution uh and it effectively kills any chance of impeaching uh my orcas You've got Ken Buck out of Colorado, and then you've got the California guys, Daryl Issa, John Duarte, and Tom McClintock, Patrick McHenry, and Virginia Fox out of North Carolina. I'm kind of surprised by that. Cliff Bentz out of Oregon, and Mike Turner out of Ohio. Someone told uh, our good friend Bill Malugan over at Fox News Channel, the impeachment of Mayorkas is literally the lowest hanging fruit, and we are blanking it up. Some of these people want to have endless hearings and do nothing. What have we been saying on this program? The do-nothing Republicans. I can't see how we can't deliver one damn win. That's what the source tells Fox News Channel's Bill Malugan. And look, 
that source is absolutely right. Absolutely right. But they're not going to be impeaching anybody. And that's the bottom line. It's not it's just not going to happen. It's not in the Republican DNA. All right, let's go to Bill in Cordova, Tennessee, listening to us on KWAM. Hi, Bill. What's on your mind? Hey, Todd. Good to be back on the air with you. How are you doing? Well, let's get, yeah, good, Bill. What's going on? Uh, well, I was listening to you talk earlier about the Republicans and a new party and the whole thing. And, and, you know, that's a good option. But I think what we really need to do, Todd, is, first of all, rebrand the Republican Party. And that starts with getting rid of Rona, Romney McDaniel and getting people off their but almost said the A word, getting people out to vote. That's the biggest problem. We need to rebrand. We need to get people out to vote and get all of these rhinos out of Congress and the Senate, take back over the Senate and, and uh, the White House in, in uh, November next year, and start fresh. We need, we need a clean house, and, and quite honestly, it wouldn't hurt to do it on both sides. There's lifelong politicians need to go, and we need term limits, and we need them now. Well, look, I mean, on both sides, I mean, if I'm a Democrat, I'm a happy camper. My guy, my gal is doing exactly what I want them to do. This is a uniquely Republican problem. Yeah, um, you know, I'm not, uh, I I think it's more of a, I think it's more of a Republican problem. I agree with you 100%. But there's a lot of Democrats I know that don't like what the Democrats are doing. But they're voting for them anyway. That's the, that's the thing. Nobody's bolting the Democrat party. Not like you would think they should be, especially the Jewish people right now. That that's what really surprises me. Yeah, I the I, Jewish Democrats. Yeah, I don't get that at all. I I just seriously, I don't see how you can be Jewish and be a Democrat. I I do not get that. Uh, Bill, gotta run. Appreciate that call. I've got to get to this story. This is we've been covering this. It's the craziest thing. What's happening in the world of uh, comic books and superheroes? But they've been trying to uh, they've been trying to change the sexuality of a lot of these superheroes that we all grew up with, and so the latest is uh, Green Lantern. He's the guy that what is his superpower? He has a lantern. Okay, <laughs> okay. I guess maybe maybe they were running out of ideas, so he has a flashlight and he's green. Is that it? All right. So the Green Lantern. Who, by the way, from all indications in the early days of the Green Lantern world, was heterosexual. But not anymore. The Green Lantern has gone rainbow. And uh, DC Comics rebooting Green Lantern as, um, as, a, as a homosexual. Are we allowed to say homosexual? He's a gay man. But it turns out, and man, it was pretty graphic, um, page after page of gay sex. Between a Green Lantern and his boyfriend. Was that the battery? I don't know what to see. You've got the, I mean, he's a, he's a lamp, right? I, I just don't understand. It's kind of like Aquaman. Okay. He's a fish. What, what are you? Okay. All right. Uh, whatever. So anyway, the first edition landed and it's pretty graphic from what we understand. And it landed with a thud. Only a handful of of people actually bought the book. And that has enraged the guy who created Gay Green Lantern, a guy by the name of uh, Tim Sheridan. He's very upset with all of you people. As a matter of fact, he's he's calling you 
Um, I, I want to get this correct. He's first of all, he says you people are a bunch of haters, and he says you are queer phobes. That's a new term. I've never heard queer phobe before. By the way, Breitbart has the headline: a "Rebooted Queer Green Lantern is Hard Flop." Okay, can we just um, not use those two words together when discussing this kind of content? Thank you. Thank you, Breitbart. Appreciate that. Anyway, uh, Mr. Sheridan is very upset. Um, We've got some audio here um, of Mr. Sheridan. Uh, Let's take a listen. Hey, I'm Tim Sheridan, writer of DC's Alan Scott, The Green Lantern. Hi, Tim. I just opened up a box of advanced copies of issue one, which look amazing. This is the main cover, which also gets a virgin foil variant, and that's by the great and powerful David Talaski. There's also two other amazing variants, one by John K. Snyder III and this beautiful portrait by Nick Robles. I am here to ask you a favor. The book comes out next DC Tuesday, October 24th, but already the haters and the queer phobes are out in force doing everything they can to see that this book tanks. They use code and they make it sound like they have legit problems with a book they haven't read yet. But the truth is, they just don't like that there's a queer hero in the upper ranks of the DCU. The only way we can shut these people down is to make this book an undeniable success. The only way to prove to all the big publishers that there's a huge market for authentic stories about LGBTQIA plus characters uh, and that these stories are for everyone is to buy the heck out of books like this. This one's only six issues and each one has a few variants. So I'm asking if you have the means, buy them up, buy extras to give to people you think really need to read it. Now, you might say this sounds like a great way for Tim Sheridan to make a bundle in royalties. Well, no. I won't make a penny because every single royalty I receive from these six issues will go straight to a charity that's very important to me and that I've supported for a long time, the Elton John AIDS Foundation, which works to prevent HIV stigma and provide compassionate care for all communities. I am asking you to join the core. If you care about truth and justice, about shining a light in the darkness, if you think comics are and should continue to be for everyone, or if you just want to force these comics gate trolls back under the bridge they crawled out from, please support our book and send a message that the bullying and the lies and the hate have to stop. Everyone deserves to see themselves in comics. Everyone needs allies. And if you're an ally, now is the time to step up. We outnumber them. So let's pull. All right. Um, there we go. He got a little bit uh, naughty there at the end. Uh, calling all you people blank holes. So look, um, I don't have a problem with with gay superheroes, um, but that's not what we're talking about here. Uh, We're talking about woke activists who have hijacked the superhero world. And can we throw Disney in with all of this as well? They've hijacked all of these beloved institutions to advance a radical LGBT agenda. Right? I mean, in the past couple of years, every single major um, superhero character has turned some color of the rainbow. I mean, it's sort of like a DC Skittles world now, where you've, or Fruity Pebbles, you've got bisexual Robin, you've got gay Spider Man, that's the Marvel world, and then Clark Kent, the original Superman. Uh, he and Lois Lane had a kid, and of course the kid's gay, and they retired straight Clark Kent, and now they have homosexual Superman who was making out with the boyfriend, and that was, by the way, a financial disaster. 
Oh, don't forget, what was it, Batwoman and Superwoman? They're, they're, they're lesbians. And uh, there's somebody else. Oh, yeah, Aquaman doing unmentionable things with the Dolphins. At least that's the rumor. I mean, come on. So they're trying to shove all of this down your their, your throat, and, and it's not working. And people are saying, well, okay, that means you're heterophobic or homophobic. No, it just means stop turning these characters gay. What's been the argument? What has been the argument from the LGBT community, right? Because the Christians are out there saying, well, you can, you know, you can go to conversion therapy and you can be straight again. All right, I'm not going to get into this argument, but bear with me here. This I'm trying to make a point. So if that's the point, what did they say? Well, you can't, you can't change who you are. We're born that way. Okay, well, guess what? Robin and Batwoman and Aquaman and Superman. Well, I don't know about Aquaman, but all the rest of them were born that way. They were. What you do in the sea is between you and the tuna. But I'm just telling you that these characters were born that way. So if you want a gay superhero character, go out and make one. Right? It's a free country. You can publish your own comic book. Have at it. But they don't want to do it. And the reason why is that because they know nobody wants to see that kind of nonsense. They do, uh, that's just that's just the way it is. All right. Just wanted to shine a little bit of a green light on that, if you will. All right, got to take a break. 844-747-8868 is our telephone number. That's 844-747-8868. This is the Todd Stern Show. Oh, guess what I got in the mail today? It just arrived by a UPS. And it is pretty awesome. So I, I got one of those wellness company emergency kits, uh, just got in this morning, and it's pretty awesome. So, look, you know how it is with uh, all of the uh, the uh, the illnesses and the pandemic and the aftermath. And it was really hard to find a lot of very important medicines. Medicines, by the way, that the medical experts over at the CDC advised you not to have. But it turns out they were wrong and um, the and, and and it's important that you get these medications. So uh, our friends over at the Wellness Company, uh, they sent me this medical emergency kit, and included um, in the kit is an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and the Z-Pak, among others. And I was talking to a good friend of the program a few days ago, and she was having a hard time finding ivermectin here locally in Memphis. So I said, well... Uh, check out the, the wellness company, and they should be able to help you, and, and they did. So uh, anyway, uh, go and check this this place out, folks. It's really interesting, twc.health slash starns. That's twc.health slash starns, and you'll be able to see all the uh, things they have. And by the way, you can actually build your own life-saving medication kit. So that's pretty cool. And you're going to have it on hand for anything. I mean, it's something as simple as a tick bite or something more serious. So it's nice to have this handy. And I'm telling you, if you remember back in the day, it was hard to find things like ivermectin and the Z-Packs. So get yours today, twc.health slash starns. That's twc slash or twc.health slash starns. And use my last name. Uh, that's promo code starns. You're going to save 10% on your order. Trust me, you're going to love this, folks. 
And uh, we want to say thank you to our good friends over at the Wellness Company. What do the Republicans need to be doing here, folks? How do they make things right with the voters? How do they make things right with you? We're about to vote on whether or not to have a continuing resolution to prevent another government shutdown, but this resolution has absolutely no cuts at all, none whatsoever. So what do you want the Republicans to do that they are not doing right now? Our telephone number again, 901-260-5926, 901-260-5926. We're going to be taking your calls. Also, we're going to be talking to um, a good friend of this program, Riley Neeson, one of our young conservatives out there. And he has a few thoughts on what the Republicans need to be doing. A little bit later on, Congressman Ben Klein's going to be here and Kimberly Guilfoyle. It's going to be a lot of fun, folks. Stick around. We'll be right back. Wow, uh, we have some we have some video now up on the website ToddSterns.com. It is unbelievable and so encouraging to see uh, the videos and the photos coming out of Washington D.C. right now. More than a hundred thousand Jews and Christians are marching in solidarity uh, through the streets of Washington. That is an awesome thing. Maybe it's well over a hundred thousand. It's just you just you you can't see where the end of the 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 crowd is. Uh, but uh, a lot of people standing together, the the Jewish federations of America sponsoring all of this. So I guarantee you we have a lot of Republicans, a lot of Democrats even, uh, in that big crowd today. And uh, head over to the website, and you'll be able to watch all of that uh, video for yourself. All right, the question, and it's very simple, is how do we fix what is broken with the Republican Party? Because it is a mess right now. And especially in light of what happened last week with the elections, um, not a lot of young people getting out to the polls. So we thought, who better to talk about that than our good good friend and I guess the official co- college conservative uh, of the Todd Stern Show, Riley Neeson. Riley, good to have you back with us. Good to be here, sir. All right. So, Riley, you've been able to analyze all of this. I mean, you've been a conservative for a pretty long time, and you were a page for the U.S. Senate, so you kind of know how these guys operate. Um, what are some of your observations as you see what's happening right now with the Republican Party? You know, I feel like we're just so divided right now. I feel like we really need someone to emerge as, I mean, I know Donald Trump is the front runner, but we really need someone to all unify around. And we just, there's a lot of people that just aren't ready to stand behind President Trump yet. So I, I think that's what we need. So, are you, you know, the, the choices are, are few now. You've got uh, Nikki Haley, who is rising, Ron DeSantis, and Vivek Ramaswamy. Um, I, I, unless somebody like a Glenn Youngkin pops in, who do you think would be a good person to go toe-to-toe with President Trump? You know, I still stand behind uh, Nikki Haley. She's she's my person, and I, I really think that she is the most qualified to do that. Why do you like why do you like Nikki Haley? I mean, clearly you've done your homework here. What is it that you find appealing about her? I think the biggest thing for me is electability. I I have some concerns along with a lot of other Republicans that Trump might not be able to, you know, win in a national election. And I really am confident that Nikki Haley could do that. 
when when you look at at people your age, and I know you talk to a lot of other young conservatives, um, what are some of the things that that you want to see the party embracing or doing that they are are not doing right now? You know, I think just um, creating a plan so that people like me know that you know in the future we'll be able to afford housing, we'll be able to you know own property, we'll be able to afford groceries and stuff like that. I feel like that is very important, and just knowing that our, our future is secured. So when you were, you know, again, you sort of kind of came up in politics. I know your family is involved in politics. What was it that made that attracted you to the the Republican way of thinking? Just honestly, a simple word: freedom. I feel like um, Republicans really embrace that ideology. And that's something that I really appreciate growing up in rural South Dakota. That was extremely important for me and my family. And that still continues to be something that's important to me. Yeah, it's I'm telling you, look, I'm a Trump guy. I've already thrown in with Trump. And I, I just my concern is I don't see the other candidates moving the needle at all. Uh, they're not they're really get, getting each other's, you know, so somebody drops out, they're going to get that person's support. But I don't see anybody at this point knocking away or whittling away any support from from trump how how do you how do you recommend those candidates do that you know i i think the biggest thing that could that could do it is you know i i'm not sure how well nikki haley will perform in iowa but i feel like she'll do well in new hampshire and then south carolina as well as her home state and i think if she can secure some momentum that there there's a chance but i think it would also require ron DeSantis, you know accepting the loss and dropping out yeah, I, and I don't know if he's. I don't know if he's going to do that. Were you disappointed in DeSantis? Was was that a surprise to you? How poorly he's done? It it really is. You know, I feel like he made some major mistakes. He he's trying to cater right of Trump, and that has really you know pushed him away from a lot of moderate Republicans, and it, you know it's had some serious effects. And I feel like his his team really miscalculated what they were doing. You see, I think, and I'm curious to get your thoughts on this, because I think the bigger problem is going to be the electability, but it's 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 because establishment Republicans, some of those moderate Republicans, if Trump is a nominee, will not cast their vote for him. Do, do you think I'm off base there, or do you think I'm on to something? No, I, I that's a very big concern for me, because, I mean, I frankly, I like President Trump, and I'd love to see him in office again. I just am so concerned that he would stand up in a national election, so... Something that really concerns me, because there's a lot of moderate Republicans that very much will not vote for him. And, yeah, it's, it's concerning. By the way, and, and Riley, not that you are a prophet, but you are a prophet. Because years ago, when I was at Fox News, you sent me an essay that you wrote talking about the problem with old age in, in the U.S. Congress. And everything you wrote in that column turned out to be the gospel truth. I mean, we really do have a problem. I mean, it's like a nursing home up there right now. Oh, absolutely. Well, and that's another thing that I feel like people have failed to recognize is that, you know, Donald Trump seems really, I mean, mentally he's there. He's doing a great job. But people forget that he's also pretty old, you know, and I I feel like that could have some ramifications for um, voters in my generation who simply don't want to vote for someone that's 80 years old. Well, and and that's it. Look, this is a fair concern. I know they're having these conversations, and that's why it's important for the campaigns to know, hey, here's what people are thinking, and here's how we need to deal with that. So it's it's better to do it now than to wonder what went wrong after the, the election. Absolutely. All right. Well, Riley, all right. Everything else going well? School treating you well? 
Yeah, it's going great. All right, good stuff. Well, we look forward to getting you out, graduating, and becoming a productive taxpayer. And who knows, uh, maybe you should be running for Congress. <laughs> I, I agree. All right. Well, oh, wow. All right. Well, let me know when you want to declare. You have to do it on the show. Okay, sounds good. All right. Riley Neeson, everybody, great guy. And look, I mean, you heard him. He loves Trump. But the reality is, and this is this is a very real concern, is that what happens if the establishment Republicans sabotage President Trump? What happens if they do that? It's And it's something that you wouldn't think we have to think about, but we got to think about it. All right, 844-747-80. I've doggone it, I did it again. Our phones are being worked on. We're switching over from Comcast, which has been a it, – it has been – Literal hell, ladies and gentlemen, dealing with Comcast. But we're moving to a new system now. Uh, in the meantime, we have a temporary call-in number. Write this number down, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Ton Stern Show. All right. Uh, welcome back, everybody. So, what's going on over at Daily Wire? You've got Candace Owens, and maybe I'm reading this wrong here, but she is trying to straddle the fence here between uh, Hamas and uh, the um, and Israel. It's very strange. Uh, Shapiro yesterday was at some meeting, and uh, he said that um, he called her recent comments absolutely disgraceful Uh, some people are alleging that her behavior has been anti-semitic or at least she is endorsing anti anti anti-semitism so uh, a lot of people a lot of people wondering what the heck is going on uh, with between her and ben shapiro so we'll keep you updated on any developments there but very very bizarre uh behavior oh gotta play this gotta play this audio this is from TikTok, and uh, this TikToker has a big problem with all you people of the Caucasian persuasion. Cut number seven. Racists are upset that I said that whiteness is a cult, but it actually wasn't me who said this. It was actually this random guy I came across on Twitter. But that's not the point. Whiteness is a cult that is fed into by white supremacy. Your intimidation tactics doesn't change historical facts. The cult of whiteness has been spread globally. And what it has to do to maintain itself is recruit new marginalized groups. Recruiting people from marginalized groups keeps the cult fat and happy because it can then pit those individuals against other marginalized groups. It promises these marginalized people with safety and security by giving them proximity to whiteness. And a lot of marginalized people buy into this. Are you starting to feel that knot in your chest? Yeah. That's fact hurting your feelings, but that doesn't make it any less of a fact. Whiteness is one of the most dangerous cults because it is backed by a system that offers them safety and security and it protects them from consequence. I hope liberals of TikTok post this one. (laughs) For those of you who want to leave the cult, here's a tip. Reclaim your identity outside of whiteness. Figure out who you are outside of your white identity. Leave people in places that encourage you to prioritize your white identity over the identity of others. And last but not least, read books. (laughs) 
Whiteness as a cult wants to keep you as ignorant as possible. You have to fight against it. Take the initiative and read books about black history. I hope that helps. <laughs> oh, that reminds me. I've got to read Huckleberry Finn and Tom Sawyer. <laughs> can, Dylan, can you pick me up a copy of To Kill a Mockingbird while you're at it? <laughs> wow. Uh, okay. A lot to unpack there. I didn't realize that I was a member of a dangerous cult. So what are the rules? I mean, that we have to eat mayonnaise on white bread and we have to listen to Barry Manilow music. Is that is that what it means to be a member of a white cult? What does that even mean? I well, no, I don't have rhythm, but I think that's just genetics. So I, <laughs> that and religious. I, I'm a Baptist. I'm a white Baptist, so you know I don't have rhythm at all. It's very unfortunate. So there you go. It's it's good, and and I'm glad that um, people like this um, this gal. Are, are posting on on TikTok because it's important for you to hear these voices. I mean, there is a very real uh, segment of the population, and they just hate you because you're white, and you need to understand that because one day you're going to wake up and you're going to be drinking from a separate water fountain, and you're going to have to sit on the balcony if you're going to go watch the movie, and you're going to be wondering, wait, wait, wait a second, what what happened here? So I'm just saying this is this is why. You need to hear these voices. And I get a lot of blowback from people. They're like, oh, well, Starnes, why are you sharing all of this information? How dare you? How dare you point out uh, the the numbers of, of black-on-white crime in America? How dare you? You racist? Well, it's important for you to be armed with the facts because what they're trying to sell you and the reality of what's happening in this country is not the same thing. And that's all we're trying to do here. We believe that we are all made equal because because God made all of us, and we're all made in God's image. And yet, you've got people out there. And by the way, MLK actually understood that concept. He was a he was a Baptist preacher, and yes, MLK had his faults, no doubt about it. But he understood this concept that we, we are we were all made in the image of God. People don't want to hear that, but this is true. And that's why MLK, when he delivered that incredible speech in Washington, D.C., and he talked about judging people by the content of their character, not the color of their skin, that's what he was talking about. That's what he was alluding to. So, oh, bad news from San Francisco. So, you know, they're getting ready for the big APEC summit, and they've had to clean up the whole city, right? They got rid of all the homeless people. We don't know where they – we have no idea where they are. But anyway, um, there was a, a, a journalism team from the Czech Republic, and they're over in San Francisco, and they were doing a story on what it's like, you know, to what it's like in big city America, and they got robbed. They got robbed. It's terrible. I thought, I mean, you don't want to wish that on anybody, but it's just terrible. So um, we're, we're trying to find out what happened to the homeless people because they're all gone. I mean, they came in and got rid of everybody. I mean, San Francisco right now is the way it used to look, aside from the fact that most of the businesses have shut down. But it's um, it's actually a very pleasant. You can walk down the street. It's very pleasant. So there you go. 901-260-5926 is our telephone number. That's 901-260-5926. May I tell you about our good friend Mike Lindell, not only is Mike celebrating his 20-year anniversary, but it's also Christmas time, and a lot of people are trying to figure out, all right, what do we get our loved one for for Christmas? 
and I recommend my pillow. They're great gifts, and they have all sorts of great products, not just pillows. They have mattress toppers and pet beds. They have the wonderful my slippers. I love my slippers. Is that, am I saying that correctly? I love my my slippers. They're awesome. So soft. Anyway, um, we're gonna we're gonna hook you up with some pretty awesome discounts uh, today, ladies and gentlemen. This is pretty cool. Uh, go to mypello.com slash starns. That's mypello.com slash starns. Use my promo code starns, and you will activate some incredible offers at mypello queen size nineteen ninety eight. Pretty good deal. You're gonna get that ten year warranty. You're gonna get a sixty day money back guarantee. That's pretty awesome. You can also give them a call one eight hundred eight three nine eighty five zero six. That's 1-800-839-8506, and you'll be able to, i got to use my promo code, and you'll be able to order whatever you want, deep discounts on all my MyPillow products. Mike Lindell just wants you and your loved ones to have a wonderful, wonderful MyPillow Christmas, and I think that's pretty cool. All right, got to tell you what happened on social media. I have been a bad boy, ladies and gentlemen, a bad boy. So I got a note from LinkedIn. I got to pull this up uh, on the uh, computer screen here. Pardon me. What was it from Blazing Saddles? Pardon me while I whip this out. (laughs) Uh, This is from LinkedIn, ladies and gentlemen. I'm in big trouble. Uh, Yours truly has violated one of their policies. So a few days ago, I posted on, actually, it's been about a week or so ago now, I uh, posted on LinkedIn about, the abortion vote in Ohio. And I was just informed today by LinkedIn that yours truly has run afoul of their hate crime policies. So so apparently posting something that criticized conservatives um, and uh, talking about abortion and the pro-life movement has gotten me in big, big trouble. And so now I'm on some sort of a list. I've tried to appeal it. But I'm not sure. I, I, I don't know. I don't think they're going to kick me off. I don't know. But they say that I violated their hate speech policies. And shame on me. So I don't know if they're coming after me or what. But, oh, I've got to read this to you. I'm trying to. I'm hemming and hawing as I try to find this. Yes, my post was removed for hateful speech. The headline, pro-lifers suffer massive defeat in Ohio. And they literally outlined for me that uh, I am guilty of bullying and harassment and inciting others to do the same. I've done no such thing. So, well, here we go. Um, I've been accused of attacking, denigrating, intimidating, dehumanizing, and inciting threats of hatred, violence, and discriminatory action. Wow, that's a, the story wasn't that long, actually. Hate groups are not permitted on LinkedIn. Am I a hate group? No. Do not use racial, religious, or other slurs that incite, promote hatred, or any other content intended to create division. Well, geez, aloo. All right. I think I'm just a nice guy. I don't think I'm that hateful. But anyway, that's the latest from LinkedIn. We'll keep you updated. But yours truly guilty of a hate crime on LinkedIn. Hang tight, everybody. Hour three of the big show coming up. This is the Todd Stern Show.
Live from the Liberty University studio in Memphis, Tennessee, it's America's favorite gun-toting, Bible-clinging, deplorable American. That's us. That's right. I love this American. Starns. Well, hello, everybody. Welcome to Hour 3 of the Big Show. Happy to have you with us today. I'm Todd Starnes, and we've got a lot going on this hour of the program. Coming up in just a little while, Kimberly Guilfoyle is going to be here. Uh, she's going to be talking about the, uh, the trial, President Trump's trial. Also, how the race uh, to 2024 is looking. So, We'll be having uh, that conversation. Right now, though, want to go to the Patriot Mobile Newsmaker line and say hello to our good friend, Congressman Ben Klein of Virginia. Congressman, hope you're doing good today. Hey, good to be with you today. So uh, let's just jump right in here, uh, Congressman. A lot of very, very um, angry uh, listeners today on this program based on what happened last night and the vote, um, the failed vote to uh, move forward on the impeachment of Secretary Mayorkas. What say you? Well, they have every reason to be angry. This is something that is long in coming. And those of us on the Committee of Jurisdiction, the Judiciary Committee, have been watching the failures of Alexander Mayorkas, the, uh, the numbers of illegals coming across the border, the numbers of people on the terrorist watch list being uh, coming across the border, the dangers to our communities, every community, whether it's drugs or human trafficking, sex trafficking, now terrorists crossing into our communities, uh, it, it is high time uh, to move ahead with impeachment. And the Judiciary Committee uh, stands ready, but uh, we definitely need our leadership behind us, and hopefully we will have that uh, very soon. But it, it, it's very late uh, to be starting this process and i wish we had started it a lot earlier so one of our one of our listeners in north carolina reached out to congressman McHenry's office he's in his district and actually spoke to someone and and if i was reading between the lines here it's it seems as though there's some argument that well you know republicans don't need to be impeaching everybody and this is going to be a long process and it it may or may not happen you know because we don't have a lot of time um at this stage of the game, Congressman, it seems to me that we will be better off just coming right out of the gate and saying, folks, we really want to impeach all these people, but we don't have the time and we don't have the proof. The excuses are numerous, but they all fall flat when you just have to look at uh, Secretary Mayorkas's admissions uh, that he, he does not know what's going on at the border. He doesn't understand just how open and failed our border policy is and how he is not just failing to fix the open border, but actually standing in the way of efforts to fix a a broken border. We have passed legislation. In fact, it was HR two. It was the second bill that was introduced back in January when we took control of Congress and we passed it and it's been languishing in the Senate for months. Uh, We have tried to leverage the power of the purse to try and actually force uh, our friends in the Senate to uh, um, agree to border security legislation in order to get uh, their precious funding that they want for all of their uh, other agencies that they're trying to get. And that conversation, uh, which is taking too long, is underway. But uh, as I said, it's too little too late uh, for many who have seen 
just the failure after failure at the border. So, and again, this to me, it was the low hanging fruit here out of all the, out of all the problems in this administration. That to me was the one that I, you, you would think everybody could agree on. Uh, have you been able to have any conversations with the, the eight Republicans who sided with, with Democrats last night? Congressman? You still there? Yeah. Can yeah. you hear me? All right. Very. Have you had any? Have you had any conversations with the eight Republicans to understand why they voted the way they did? Um, I have not. Uh, some were unfamiliar with the specifics of the charges uh, against Mayorkas because they're not on the Judiciary Committee. You know, every day I sit on the Judiciary Committee with Jim Jordan uh, and and now Speaker, but former uh, Congressman Mike Johnson, who sees. Uh, the evidence come before us. And, and so I'm very well versed in the failures of this administration when it comes to the border and the need to impeach him now. Some of my colleagues who aren't on that committee may not have understood just how serious uh, it has become. And we have tried very hard to, to educate our colleagues about the need to move ahead with impeachment. But each wow. member is going to have their own reasons. And uh, I, would, I would defer to them when it comes to exactly why. So, well, yeah, and I'm sorry, the explanation you just shared is it flies in in the face of it's just unbelievable that anybody, especially Republicans, would not be clued in on on the job that Mayorkas has not been doing. And and that's pretty disgusting in my estimation. You know, Congressman, I want to move on to this continuing resolution. A lot of people now very concerned about this, and rightfully so. Even Chuck Schumer is uh, supporting Speaker Johnson's efforts here. What say you to that? Well, the left is celebrating because it's just a continuation of the Pelosi-Biden spending, which has put us uh, so far behind in terms of a trillion-dollar deficit, $33 trillion in debt. Uh, it's, it's, inflation is going through the roof and uh, continues to persist, hurting families at the pump, at the grocery store. and It, it definitely needs to stop. Um, we're right now considering several appropriations bills, uh, part of the agreement that Mike Johnson agreed to with conservatives when he became speaker was we were going to pass all 12 appropriations bills through regular order. And once, uh, but he says he needs more time to do that. My concern would be if we do need more time, that it not just be uh, under continued uh, liberal policies of, of Nancy Pelosi and Chuck Schumer, that we see efforts on the border to secure our border, that we see spending cuts that are in line with uh, not just the debt ceiling agreement that we had earlier this year, but go even further to address the concerns of conservatives like myself uh, that were doing too little to address the fiscal calamity that is confronting this nation and hurting hardworking Americans every day. Congressman, um, so we're, we're sort of going down the list here, and now, of course, we still have no indication of when or if the videos from January the 6th are going to be released. Those were the three big issues. Those were the big ticket issues that, that Republicans had issues with when it came to Speaker McCarthy. And unless I'm reading this wrong, it seems as though the new speaker has embraced the old speaker's uh, viewpoints and perspectives on all of these these issues. Are you concerned that Speaker Johnson may be going a little a rogue here? I think that... Uh Speaker Johnson has a conservative heart, uh, but he is 
getting introduced to a lot of the tough decisions that uh, Speaker McCarthy had to make. You know, he did promise to release the January 6th tapes. He has not done that. And his excuses as to why fall flat uh, for me. But uh, Speaker Johnson is, is getting the same intel briefings, the briefings from Capitol Security. I have not had those. Um, but I do think that uh, there are enough tourists roaming around. Right now I'm in the halls of the Capitol and there are tourists all around me snapping pictures and they're outside snapping pictures that there are there isn't a hall or a corridor in this place that hasn't been had a, a million pictures taken of it that are up on the web and accessible to any and everybody. So the idea that Capitol Police have put forward that somehow we need to protect corridors that uh, are, are entrance and, and exits uh, for members in danger, uh, it just falls flat to me. I, I don't I don't think uh, that should stand in the way of the American people getting the truth, getting to the bottom of the truth, uh, and getting those tapes uh, that, that show us everything that happened on that day. So, Congressman, real quick here, and we appreciate, really appreciate your time. And, and look, I'm, I'm a big fan of Speaker Johnson. I, I thought he was going to do a great job, and, you know, maybe he will. But I'm I'm just a little concerned right now, and and I think a lot of our listeners are concerned as well because we've been down this road so many times with so many other promising conservatives, only to see them not not deliver. Is is that a valid concern? Uh, sure, and we've been uh, we've been uh, I don't want to say whipsawed, but yeah, we have been whipsawed by by. Uh, members in the past who claim to be conservative uh, as they as the speakership and then turn out not to be. I mean, this is goes all the way back to uh, the days of, of Danny Hastert, of John Boehner, of Paul Ryan, uh, and, and Kevin McCarthy. And so we have Mike Johnson, who uh, he and I were both subcommittee chairman under Jim Jordan. We, he was chairman of the Constitution subcommittee. I'm, I'm the subcommittee chairman of, of to enforce accountability. And we have both watched him work. Uh, I know Mike Johnson's heart. He's got a servant's heart, a conservative leader's heart. And so when he can, gets confronted with these questions, his first reaction is going to be a conservative reaction. And as he gets his footing and as he gets more confident in this position, he is going to be that leader that we want, standing up to the woke and weaponized bureaucracy, standing up to the senators who think it's their way or the highway. And he will be the leader that we need. I'm confident of that. And uh, he will continue to push for that conservative agenda because it is truly in his heart, just as it is with all of me and all my colleagues on the Freedom Caucus. And, and finally, Congressman, where, where do you stand on the continuing resolution? Are you uh, voting in favor or against? Well, I won't be voting for it. I am disappointed that it just continues uh, too far out the spending policies of, of Pelosi and Schumer and Joe Biden and, and a lot of the language, the legislative language. We need to really fight back against, against this woke and weaponized government. It also continues the farm bill, uh, which is an agriculture policy bill that's unrelated to the spending right now, but continues it for another year, which uh, is, is far too far out in advance. And it's yeah. unrelated to the issue at hand. It, it, it violates the single purpose rule. It's a little bit of arcane uh, minutia, but it, it violates the single purpose rule. And that was something that we really fought for with Kevin McCarthy and we're glad to get in the rules changes. Only one issue should be considered at a time in the House. We shouldn't be lumping them together. All right. Well, Congressman, we're going to leave it there. Uh, great information. We appreciate you coming on the show. And, and again, thanks for delivering for the voters back in your congressional district. 
And well, we'll keep fighting for them and fighting for uh, the conservative policies that we are are waiting for and and uh, have been waiting a long time for. We'll continue to fight. All right, Congressman Ben Klein, everybody from Virginia, member of the House Freedom Caucus, and you just heard him going down a litany of of issues uh, that have been on a lot of people's minds. And uh, folks, I I think there are many of us that. I I think the entire audience wants Speaker Johnson to succeed here. But whoever whoever is bending his ear right now is not doing him a service, and that's a big problem. And he's got to start listening to We the People again, and he's got to stop listening to the people like uh, the Kevin McCarthy's of the world. So, look, we're going to open up the phone lines here. Do you have concerns about Speaker Johnson advancing a conservative agenda? Our telephone number, and again, we have a we have a, a new number, a temporary number just for today, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right. Well, uh, wow, things are, are getting a little, uh, a little tense up on Capitol Hill couple of U.S. senators almost got into a rowdy dow, if you will. And I'm not too sure that you want to get into a fight with Senator Mark Wayne Mullen. You, you good people out in Oklahoma, uh, this is a great story for you. So just a few moments ago in a Senate hearing, uh, you had Senator Mark Wayne Mullen standing up and challenging a union boss by the name of Sean O'Brien to a fist fight. I am I kid you not, they were literally wanting to fight each other. And this was all over a series of messages that O'Brien had been sending the senator, basically taunting him and saying that, Senator, I'll take you anywhere, anytime, any place. And by the way, you're going to hear Bernie Sanders, uh, you're going to hear his voice in all of this. We have the audio. This just happened, ladies and gentlemen. Take a listen. Yes like he's self-made. Sir, I wish he was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution? Every pull. No, no, sit down. Sit down. Okay. You know, you're a United States senator. Sit down. Okay. okay. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. <laughs> Somebody called Joe Rogan. Get Rogan on the line. <laughs> wow, this was pretty brilliant. Uh, well, good for you, Senator Mullen. And I'm tired of these union bosses. You know how they are. They're out there. They're talking the big tough talk. Uh, but then when they get called out, um, you know what, Bernie Sanders, be quiet. Bernie, you just go and get yourself a beverage. We're going to let the men take care of business here. I would have loved to have seen that happen. <laughs> Good for you, Senator Mullen. Good for you, sir. 
All right, again, our telephone number, and we're dealing with a, a little phone issue today, ladies and gentlemen. So we have a new number for you to call. Write this down, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. And uh, we're going to be taking your calls on that. Wow. I would put my money on Mark Wayne Mullen. Uh, that guy is built like a tank, and uh, it would not have been pretty. It would not stand your butt. Can we can we play that again? Stand your butt up. Like he's self-made. Sir, I wish you was in the truck with me when I was building my plumbing company. Myself and my wife was running the office because I sure remember working pretty hard and long hours. Pretends like he's self-made. What a clown. Fraud. Always has been. Always will be. Quit the tough guy act in these Senate hearings. You know where to find me. Any place, any time, cowboy. Sir, this is a time, this is a place. You want to run your mouth? We can be two consenting adults. We can finish it here. Okay, that's fine. Perfect. You want to do it now? I'd love to do it right now. Well, stand your butt up then. You stand your butt up. Oh, hold on. Oh, hold, stop it. Is that your solution? Every problem. No, no, sit down. Oh, boy, sit down. Sit down. You're a United States Senator. Sit down. Sit down, please. All right. Can I respond? Hold it. Hold it. If Hold we can't, no, I have the mic. Said. I'm sorry. This is Hold what it. he said. You'll have your time. Okay. Can I respond? Oh, no, you can't. <laughs> this is a hearing. Well, there you go, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, the United States Senate, which, by the way, is supposed to be the bastion of decorum. But look, every now and again, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. And clearly, this union boss said he'd be willing to take the senator any place, anytime, anywhere. And it seems to me that Mark Wayne Mullen is doing the manly thing here. So good for you, Senator Mullen, for being a man and doing what men should do, which is stand your ground. <laughs> I love it. All right, we got to take a break here. Folks, it's a circus up there in Washington, an absolute circus. 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. This is the Todd Stark Show. All right, welcome back to the Todd Stearns Radio Show. By the way, we've got the the video of the senator threatening to beat the living daylights out of the union boss up at ToddStearns.com. I'd encourage you to uh, check it out. All right, uh, there is a crazy story involving a California middle school student who wore eye paint to a football game. You know, the black paint underneath your eyes? Uh, So now the poor kid has been suspended for wearing blackface. So they're accusing the kid of wearing blackface. Cut number 10. Cancel culture is coming to a youth sports program near you. Not shocking to anyone. Okay, so an eighth grader in California has been banned from all athletic events. It's suspended from school after wearing eye black during a football game. So he went to a high school football game. He wore it in the stands. Mm-hmm. He had the eye black that you see baseball players have. You see yeah. the football players have. Just right there, you see Mike Trout with it under his eyes. That is what the child in eighth grader wore to go watch a high school football. Look at all that eye black. Uh, so it, by the way, the picture these lacrosse players, mm-hmm. it looked more like those lacrosse, lacrosse players, a little bit and more, less like right. Mike Trout 
less like Price these Harper. baseball players. Right. It looks, it's all over. It's not a good look. I will say that. Like, if my son were leaving the house and had that on his face, right. I might be like, hey, Junior. But he's a child. It's, I get that. It's more like I get this that. right he here. He wasn't he's playing. He's in the stands. Right. I get it. Stupid mistake. Right. It's not a great look. But I think the school will probably overreact. And you know, he might have been mimicking these NFL players that we're seeing. Like, just okay, so I'm, I'm trying to figure this out. So it's a terrible crime to mimic another race. But it's okay to dress up as a woman as if a you're woman. a man? As yeah. basically I woman face. No but here's, here's the definition of blackface. Dark makeup worn to mimic appearance of a black person to mock or ridicule them. Was this eighth grader having the eye black under his eyes to mock or ridicule no, a black exa- person. It was the exact opposite. No, he was no. using it because he That's sees right. all of his idols, the football players, the baseball players wearing it. He yeah. used it to cheer on the teams. Yeah, so now he's been banned. And from if you attending see the kid, too, this, this, this kid, he's not somebody that would be on the football team. So he's in the stands and just he's just, he's just, he's just showing kid. his score. He's right. an eighth grader. Let's yeah. all pump the brake a little bit and calm yes. down. He's a yeah. young eighth grader going to a high school right. game. I remember being in middle school going in and attending the high school sporting events. You look at them as idols. That's all he was doing. And yeah, so um, now he has been suspended. Uh, there's a lot of people obviously coming out for trying to protect his First Amendment. There's something actually called the Foundation of Individual Rights and Expression. They are backing him saying, again, this is protected under First Amendment. Well, good for you, Newsmax, uh, for shining some light on this. Uh, folks, this is nuts. And by the way, you can watch that uh, video over at Newsmax.com. Uh, this is just insanity. Some poor little kid. And and by the way, how many times have we seen stuff like this happen where something incredibly innocent, where maybe you've got a bunch of kids uh, getting mud packs on their face, getting facials or whatever, going to a football game. It was very clear what the kid was doing. And again, people are so horrified um, of the whole blackface thing that they go overboard. And it's just absolutely outrageous what's happened to this this poor child. And I say good for you, Newsmax, for um, coming to the defense of this kid. All right, we're going to take a quick break here. When we come back, we're waiting for Kimberly Guilfoyle to join us. Our telephone number is 901-260-5926. That's 901 260 5926. This is the Todd Starn Show. All right, welcome back, everybody. This is the Todd Starn's radio show, and of course, simulcasting this hour on Newsmax 2. Welcome to all of our great Newsmax viewers. Our special line today, 901 260 5926. That's 901 260 5926. I want to go to the newsmaker line. Great to have with us a good friend of this program, host of her incredible podcast, the Kimberly Guilfoyle Show. Kimberly Guilfoyle, it's been a while, Kim. How are you? How you been doing? Uh, very good. How are you? I'm doing well. Uh, we've been we've been admiring uh, Senator Mark Wayne Mullen from Oklahoma, who is a great American patriot. And Kimberly, uh, we've got the video up on our website now. Just moments ago, he actually challenged a union boss to a fist fight during Bernie Sanders committee hearing. You can, you never can say things are dull in Washington these days. No, it's been a little bit uh, crazy. That's for sure. But uh, these are the days, the times that we're, uh, we're living in, you know, unfortunately, you know, I, I want to touch on, on what's happening with, uh, the, with the president's trial. And uh, I mean, literally going after everybody and, and what got me, Kimberly, was the smirk. Letitia James sitting there smirking in that chair, 
knowing what she's really up to. And I, I just have to give credit to the entire Trump family for having the patience uh, to deal with that kind of nonsense. Yeah, it's so unprofessional. Don Jr. testified yesterday by all accounts, even CNN, and you know, he did a very great, good job. It's just sad that this we have to deal with a lack of professionalism, a completely weaponized and biased justice system, a, you know, attorney general who is hell bent on trying to destroy a family generationally, um, to seize property, to try to persecute them for what? Just being uh, entrepreneurs in America for paying off their loans. There is no, uh, you know, impropriety. They got the loans. The banks approved them. They paid them off. Where is the problem here? And that's that's the issue. And, uh, you know, even uh, liberal <laughs> Americans are saying, well, wait a second, this seems a little bit out of control. And you see the judge acting like a, a buffoon. You see Letitia James, you know, making faces when uh, Don Jr. is testifying. And, you know, people are just tired of it. It's just it's absolutely ridiculous. I mean, she campaigned solely on this like bloodlust and this thirst to try to destroy the president. Uh, it's so improper. She should be removed from office. And, and then when you when you throw in the attempts to silence the president where he's not even allowed to defend himself, when you've got, by the way, people leaking stuff left and right, uh, the president does have a constitutional right to defend himself, and now they're trying to even silence his attorneys. Uh, Kimberly, they're not even trying to hide what they're doing. No, they're not, um, and it's so improper. I mean, can you imagine that she's able to go outside the courtroom and run her mouth off and say whatever she wants, bad mouth, prejudge the case, say that they all committed perjury, that they're liars, that they're fraudsters, and even their attorneys aren't even allowed. Alina Hobbs is not even allowed to make a statement in court to protect and preserve the record to uh, say what's happening, whether it was the court clerk making faces or whatever. You have to be able to put it on the record so that it can be looked at and reviewed for appeal you know, going forward, um, if that's the case. But no, it's just like, okay, she can say whatever she wants. They're not allowed to defend themselves. They're not to, uh, able to adequately represent themselves because they can't even make these objections or observations to preserve the record. It's outrageous. And I tell you this, you know, as a former officer of the court, I took my job and my oath as a prosecutor very seriously to uphold the law, to only go where the facts and the evidence uh, led me. Instead, she decided who she was going to go after, and then she tried to figure out what she could accuse them of. It's insane. And again, we've you know you look at the evidence, and there's so much of it. We've played it over and over again on this program of the, of Letitia James campaigning on the promise to get President Trump, and, and that is just shameful. And I do hope there are legal ramifications uh, coming after all of this. They need to be held accountable for their misbehavior in, in the in the courts. Uh, Kimberly, I, I want to switch gears because there's so much happening out on the campaign trail. Of course, Senator Tim Scott bowing out and doing so gracefully. Um, uh, I know he's been a big supporter of, of the president. Um, how are things going mm -hmm. out there on the campaign trail? The president seems to be in a pretty good mood. He doesn't seem to be letting all of this stuff get to him. No, he's really in um, good spirits. But I just will say this, though, you know, obviously, uh, the whole family is upset about the passing of Aunt Marianne, you know, Judge Marianne, the president's sister. So you can imagine going through all of this, you lose your sister, you know, we have the, the funeral, you know, Friday at 10am. So we'll be going to New York for that. But he holds his head up. He's proud and he's strong, because he really is so principled and doing this for all of us. Um, fighting back and standing in the way of all this injustice, um, which I can't tell you how much I admire him. You know, he's my great friend, God, almost 20 years now. And um, it's just, it's still hard to see him 
go through this, but he's really conducted himself with such strength of character and, you know, valor in the way he has approached this that um, I think it's just very, you know, it's admirable. And he'll see it through to the end. It doesn't matter how many cases or indictments or whatnot that they try to throw at him. Um, you know, and they do it to all of us, right? Every day is something, some kind of new subpoena or, you know, request for documents that we get, you know, here at our house, too. So, um, and I'm really proud of um, Don Jr., um, you know, for how he's conducted himself and Eric and Ivanka, you know, the whole family. The kids are really such a strong testament to the strength and character of their father and how they were raised by their mom and dad. You really do see that. And I know you've heard that a lot from people, too. Um, Todd, when you say, well, look, look at the children, look how they behave, but yet they're trying to destroy them. They're young businessmen. They did know, you know, nothing wrong. And they're trying to accuse them of fraud. And, you know, these are the types of things that it makes it hard for you to be able to even get a loan in the future or apply for a mortgage or serve on a board or, you know, get positions because they're saying that, quote, you are a fraudster. Now, people say, Kimberly, don't worry, it's going to go up on appeal. I'm like, I get it. I'm a lawyer. I get it. It just it doesn't make it right. It doesn't make it easy. Um, and, you know, you still have to go through all these uh, the steps, and then they're trying to destroy the whole family. And and I think the—well, I know that the, the American people see through all of this, and, and that's why, you know, they're responding with these, these incredible polls. I mean, the numbers are just insane, the support the president is getting. And, and then when you look at what happened uh, Madison Square Garden at the UFC fight, the, the, re, the response to the president walking into that, that arena— it was just really remarkable. But I think this is the way that people are wanting to show their appreciation to the president, but also their support as well. Yeah, um, of course they are. You know, they really, they are supportive of the president, of course. You know, I mean, they really are. And I'll tell you something. The campaign is going extremely well. You see the rallies. Don Jr. and I spoke at Hialeah. Everything has been like super well received. And Having been the you know, former, uh, national finance chair for the president, I will tell you, um, the money is still pouring in for him. Um, you know, literally, people are doing anything they can. Um, we've got a lot of the big donors, you know, back in the game. You see people peeling away, the few that were there for DeSantis. Um, he's running away with it. Let's be honest. The primary is over. You know, you saw Tim Scott uh, drop out. The rest of them should go by the wayside as well. No one cares about Chris Christie. Only he cares about himself. So that's irrelevant. And same with Nikki Haley. And quite frankly, they all need to step aside and do what's right. Trump is going to be the nominee. He's the best person set to beat Joe Biden. Uh, All the new polls have come out and he beats Biden. He beats Harris and he beats Gavin Newsom in the general election. So like enough is enough already. You know, Kimberly, the the deal with DeSantis, I'm I'm just confused by that whole campaign. Is it is it DeSantis or is his campaign handlers? I mean, this has been one of the most poorly run campaigns I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, it's terrible. I mean, it was like failure to launch from day one, right? And it just got worse. And, you know, his uh, poll numbers have been terrible. I mean, he's so irrelevant. No one's even really talking about him anymore. Think about that. Um, It's unfortunate because he should have stayed and done his job in Florida. We've had like an absentee landlord here. And he should be worrying and focusing about the people in the state of Florida Try to lead by example here, okay? Trump got him elected. Do the job that he got elected for. And he should have had his sights on 2028. But I think that he has unfortunately damaged himself very bad in the public eye. And they saw this sneak peek of him, and it was not something impressive, unfortunately. So, you know, yeah, he's got handlers, et cetera. But at the end of the day, you've got to make decisions for yourself, right? I mean, Todd, 
you have a show, you do your stuff, you've got a great, you know, talented team, but at the end of the day, you've got to make the shots and make the calls to decide what to do and what to include. And, and that's the responsibility of being a grown up. So if you want to be the biggest grown up in the country, i.e. president of the United States, you better be able to make decisions for yourself and have the good judgment to know when something's not working or that you shouldn't try it or, but he also isn't a natural, um, you know, like president Trump, president Trump has tremendous charisma and appeal. He's a phenomenal public speaker. He's very confident in his own skin, and it shows. And that's who you want, yeah. you know, as a commander-in-chief, not some wind checker that's checking, like, the latest, like, rando poll or whoever, you know, greedy consultant that's giving you bad advice. I mean, that's what I've seen here, quite frankly. Uh, big boots to fill, um, <laughs> if you will. <laughs> so, indeed. Uh, wow, indeed. All right, Kimberly, look, we're going we're gonna to wrap things here. Always appreciate your uh, great work. And, of course, we love you guys. And a lot of people are out there supporting uh, the, the Trump family through all of this. So hang in there. Everybody knows what's going on. And I think it's going to be a great, great 2024 for the, uh, the Trump family. Uh, God bless. Thank you so much. We certainly hope so. We appreciate you um, always being a good friend and supporter. All right. Kimberly Guilfoyle, everybody, on the uh, the line today. And look, I believe it. I'm, I've am i been with uh, President Trump from day one um, and uh, in, this, um, in this new election cycle. And uh, look, one of the reasons why I believe President Trump deserves a second chance, first of all, he's done nothing wrong. These All these trials, it's, it's a kangaroo court out there. And as Kimberly said, this is going to go up to appeal. So the president's done nothing wrong. We're dealing with a man who delivered on every one of his campaign promises. And by the way, this is why so many people on the left hate this guy. This is why so many people in the establishment Republican world hate this guy, because he was going after the lobbyist. He was going after the, he was going after the deep state and the people, this shadow government that's been running the country. And this isn't some sort of a conspiracy. I'm not talking about a conspiracy. I'm talking about forces at play, uh, bureaucrats that have been embedded in the government for generations, and they're not doing anything except what they want. So they're not looking after the will of the people. They're looking after their own bottom lines. And that's what we've got. That's what we're dealing with here, folks. All right, again, our telephone number, 901-260-5926. That's 901-260-5926. Coming up on the Todd Starnes TV show on Newsmax, uh, you'll be able to watch that at 3 o'clock Eastern. Monica Crowley is going to join us, and we're going to have a lot of fun breaking down what happened yesterday with the Mayorkas vote. Also, we've been watching this incredible rally. Well over 100,000 people right now marching in the streets of Washington, D.C., Jews and Christians standing together in support of the nation of Israel. It is a remarkable scene. We had the video up at toddstarns.com, and I would encourage you to go and check it out and uh, and watch that video. So encouraging to see so many people standing with the nation of Israel today. Also, um, we've got this, the video, and there's a much longer video of the encounter between Senator Mark Wayne Mullen and the union boss and you'll be able to watch that right now over at toddstarns.com it is it's worth it it's about two minutes and it is worth every single bit of it uh folks look you gotta laugh every now and again you you just have to laugh all right um folks in the meantime i want to talk to you about something very serious and it has to do with this big tech censorship 
and we are just getting slammed. Of course, uh, LinkedIn came after us today, accused me of being a proponent of hate speech, which is, of course, ludicrous. And so we want to make sure you get our content. Our team of journalists, we're working very hard to bring you fair and balanced news coverage from a conservative perspective. And if you want access to all of that material, all you need to do is go to toddstarns.com right now and sign up for our free newsletter. And also, while you're there, download our free podcast. So you're going to get all three hours of the Todd Stearns Show. You're going to get the newsletter, and it's not going to cost you a single penny because that's what we do, and that's what we're all about is making sure that you have these materials uh, at the ready. So again, toddstearns.com and uh, sign up for the free newsletter. That is the only workaround to the conservative censorship that's happening out there on big tech right now. All right, folks, it's been a lot of fun today. We're going to do it all over again tomorrow. We appreciate you being patient with us through the phone situation. Hopefully, we'll have the new phone lines up and running tomorrow. All right, folks, get out there and you be good, America. Star General Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.